Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Run. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. ...that I was carrying on with Reynolds. Thornton laughs. Imagination. Ha! You've got a wonderful imagination. Lily's a nice little thing. Betty snaps. Yes, of the feline species. Gee, I believe you're jealous. It'll not be through any fault of hers if I'm not. She'll never forgive me for rescuing you from her. Rescuing? That's great. Reynold heard whistling ragtime off stage. That's Reynold now. Runs to door left center, opens it. Hello, Rennie. Betty goes into kitchen. Reynold outside. Hello there, Thorny. Thornton returns to right center. Enter Reynold, door left center. Where is La Belle Betty? Thornton points to kitchen. Reynold runs over to door. Ah, uh, what a lovely domestic picture. Turns to Thornton with mock gravity. Curses on you. Thornton laughs. Ah, if you'd entered here ten minutes ago and found no kettle boiling, no meat sizzling, no wife at home, you'd be thankful that you're not entrapped. Betty flounces out of kitchen. Reynold is center, Betty right center. Entraps. I like that. Look here, Reynold Winburn. I want you to stop running around telling everybody that you came near drowning yourself when I married Thornton. Thornton laughs. You needn't laugh. It's no joke. Oh, but I did, until Thornton suggested a triangle. You little snip! Turns on Thornton. And as for you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Think I want a wife that nobody else wants? Betty flounces out into kitchen again, throws down something. Thornton laughs at sound, then slaps Reynold on the shoulder. <laughs> she takes you seriously. She's caught the big idea. You beat me to her, most masterful man. But I'm going to make her see yet what she has lost. You're refreshing. And persistent. But everything fair and above board. No gumshoe methods for your uncle, Rennie. <laughs> keep it up, lad. You're amusing. Oh, I'll keep it up all right, all right. Say, whom do you think I came near running over down the street? Haven't the remotest idea. Your old flame, Lily, the firebrand. She looked like she would like a lift, but I thought walking would do her good. She's on her way here with a torch of light to singe your household gods. I can't see what you and Betty have against poor Lily. She's a charming girl. Yes, professional charmer. Bell rings. Enter Betty from kitchen. That's Aunt Jane now. Open the door, Reynolds. You may as well do something to earn your board. Puts celery and other things on table. Reynolds opens door left center. Enter Lily, door left center. Oh! Casting significant glance at Reynold and Betty. You here? 
Told you I would be, didn't I? Goes right and helps Betty arrange table. Did you? I forgot. Lily's forgettery is always working overtime. Thought I'd run in a minute, Betty, and talk over the meeting. Glances at table. But I see I'm too early. I thought you dined at six. I know Thornton has always been accustomed to an early dinner. It's nearly seven. Betty, glancing at clock. Decidedly. It is just ten minutes to six. Indeed. My watch must be fast. Looks at wristwatch. Better be careful, Lily. It's risky for a girl to have anything fast about her. Lily to Betty. I suppose you had to stop and get some chops. Club women always feed their families on chops and potato chips. Betty angrily. I stopped to get some fruit. I remember now. You are a raw food advocate. Thornton cordially. You'll stay to dinner, of course. Our table seats just four. Lily to Betty. If you insist. Oh, if you have any other engagement. But I haven't. It will be like old times. You and Reynold and Thornton and I. Toss his hat on chair near sideboard. A quadrangle is more interesting than a triangle. Lily elevates her brows and looks pityingly at Thornton. Reynold, open some canned soup for Betty. Yes, do. Sarcastically. I didn't anticipate a dinner party. Poor Thornton. I hope you haven't come to canned soups. Betty, aside to Reynold. Cat. Lily, to Thornton. I know how you always doted on fresh things. Yes, Thornton has a weakness for the fresh. He gives Betty a knowing glance as he nods toward Lily. Exit Reynold and Betty into kitchen. Lily approaching Thornton seductively. Well, Thornton, how are you anyway? I could take a little nourishment. It surprised me to see Betty going in for club work so soon. You're not more surprised than I. Betty has been such a little home bird. Yes. Betty has always used domesticity as a drawing card. It would be rather a good joke on you, Thornton, to find yourself hitched for life to a feminist. I don't believe Betty's quite so bad as that. She's a natural home builder. She made almost every stick of furniture in this room. What? You're joking. How? Out of old packing boxes. She spent the whole year before we were married making them at the night school. Clever girl. Thornton, proudly. Yes, very ingenious. It would never have occurred to me to make out of the latest furniture fad a hook to catch a husband. Thornton, impressed, letting her words sink in, slowly. Gee, I never thought of that. Lily, with meaning. No, you wouldn't. You're so honest. Thornton, angrily. If I thought... Don't. Husbands were not made to think. Speaking of husbands, you should have heard the way they were fried to a crisp by the Wives' Welfare Club this afternoon. I'm surprised they permitted a bachelor maid. They weren't exactly overjoyed. 
but i was determined the poor husband should have some representation you know all males were verboten who were the bunch anyone i know i should say so pat dugan the clothes horse you're a lamb of angelic disposition and carrying a ton of adipose tissue lily always laughs at thornton's witticisms that is one reason he likes her she shall not the court fool the child nearly caused a riot then there was thornton sniffing with disdain <laughs> and of course they discussed the latest scientific method of populating the world and all such claptrap lily shaking her finger at him naughty ah the idea of betty getting mixed up with a bunch of nuts like that drops into rocking chair lily draws a chair close to him and sits i felt it my duty to let you know the name wives welfare club would lead a person to think it was some harmless society but it is revolutionary revolutionary yes they are sworn to overthrow the government of man good lord they're anarchists regular bolshevists what did betty think of all that nonsense i leave that to you she didn't tell me lily knowingly but she showed the stand she takes by inviting her aunt to come and stay here you know her aunt jane was the one chosen to go on strike to make a test case and you say betty sympathized with these women in their stupidity i don't wish to say anything against betty thornton never shall it be said that i did anything to a strange man and wife thornton drops his hand on her hand that rests on the arm of his chair you're a good girl lily lily snuggling goodness counts for so little with you men oh yes it does in the long run lily laying her other hand over his and looking at him sympathetically oh thornton i'm afraid you're not happy enter reynold from kitchen wearing bungalow apron sees familiar attitude of thornton and lily he coughs but they are too absorbed in each other to notice betty is about to come in from kitchen reynold jumps back and forth indoor to prevent her seeing them she can't understand his reason for such crazy actions finally losing patience she gives him a push left which causes him almost to lose his balance Betty stands a moment looking at Thornton and Lily. He is listening with much pleasure to Lily, who is exploiting her sexual attraction to the limit. Betty snaps out. Dinner is ready. Lily keeps on 